don't take everything I say as truth. There's no truth spoken yet. It's just whatever's said is meant to convey or like it's like the drops of gas into the carburetor. Yes? It's just meant to sort of set, it's like a catalyst. It's not, this is not the message. Yeah? The, what gets stirred or it's more of a sense is the message. Yeah? So hopefully if the, if the, if it's happening according to divine plan, there should be a space that becomes obvious, a sense of presence. That's the message. So everything I say, forget about it. But for Sam, right, we're going to do the blackout thing. So this is my, I, everyone, no one knows about blackouts. Do they? No? Never had a blackout, anyone here? Right, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my take on blackouts. So I, I had a lot of blackouts. I was a blackout drinker at times where, and they would have different lengths, you know? But you would just fade out. You'd, there, there'd be an awareness, and then there'd be a fading out, and then it would seem like you came too, but in totally different circumstances. Like, sometimes in a different state, like you could travel, you know, really? I mean, you buy, you know, airline tickets, everything. Maybe get married in a blackout. Seriously, things happen. I didn't get married, but it happens. So, and then what happens is your head informs you, it seems like you're back, right? And how it covers its tracks is it doesn't remember what happened the last 14 hours or 16 hours. But it, in a sense, in my experience, I did a lot better by what was representing me in the blackouts than when I was awake, seemingly. I didn't go to jail in blackouts, nothing like that. So actually, the Paul that was representing me in the blackout was, was a better version of the Paul that usually represents me. Yeah? And that's what I feel happens. Let's just say that the mind produces the sense of self, yes? The mental process is producing the feeling of being you. And then all the thoughts is held, are held as you're the thinker of them or they're about you, yes? It's never really clear about what that you is but it's, it seems to be vaguely connected to a body, yes? So here you go. So then you've drank to a, a certain amount or did some, well, usually it's alcohol, and something turns off, and then you come to as Paul again, and you the only story you can say is, I blacked out, yeah? as if you weren't there. But the most intimate friend of yours still saw you as Paul after you supposedly blacked out from being Paul. Yeah, you probably made some business deals, yeah, and you signed contracts as Paul, and nobody saw, hey, you're not Paul, you know what I mean, hey, you're not Paul, yeah, everyone assumed you were Paul, yeah, this is my take on it, so let's just say the mental process that's producing the idea of being a you, yeah, gets inebriated to such an extent, it short circuits the mental process. So it can't produce the you that it usually produces. So it has a substitute you, like almost like a clone in that movie, The Moon. There's hundreds of views, and it, the mental process pulls one of them out, and then that's you. And that you that is you, when you're running around, has the feeling of being historically you, just like the other one does. And it has no idea it's not you, and there could be any, anyone, any other you than you. Yeah, But there are two versions of you. And I think you have a lot more than two, but two versions. And then, after 13 hours of that you, that Paul only has 13 hours on the stage, and then the, the other Paul, the old-time Paul, 
rises again and overrides the other one. And he can't entertain that there was two Pauls, because if you could entertain there's two Pauls, there's obviously no Paul. Yeah. The whole idea of being Paul is being singular, independent, separate unit. Yeah. To be able to be two Pauls would mean there's no Paul. <laughs> so it blacks out the other Paul. It blacks it out. So when the, the first Paul rises again, it has to black out the appearance of the second Paul, or would invalidate its whole story of being you. Yeah. That to me is what happens in a blackout. There's something representing you during the blackout. When people say, Paul, you're looking at them. Yeah. When they say, hey, Paul, I owe you money, you're receiving the money. It's not like you're walking around. <laughs> Who am I? No. There's a feeling just like you thought you had before. There was just a slight little speed bump. The one Paul that was seems seemed to be present became absent because of the inebriation, and then the substitute Paul or the clone Paul got brought up. And it feels just like the other Paul feels like. I'm the I'm the only Paul, I'm historically Paul. It has the same memories that you have that you think about you are the only one who has. The other Paul accesses the same memories. So what happened with me, if that's the truth, if that's what happens, then if there's two Pauls, there can't be any Paul. Yeah? If there can be two versions of you, there can't be one version of you. <laughs> well, that's for you, Sam. That's the black guy. What do you think? It's not bad, eh? What? Yeah, yeah, the movie, the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. They don't, it's, it's, it doesn't work when they both appear at the same time. Yeah? So one, they can only be one at, a, at one time. So when one gets totally shut off from the, al the amount of alcohol in the body, the mental process gets affected, it goes to the next ball, brings it up. <laughs> and you think you're a solid person. <laughs> you have experiences in your own life that you're absent for long periods of time, and business was conducted. You probably were worrying about things as that Paul, just like you, you believe the worrying in your head is of your Paul. Yeah. So that's the one thing. I want to tell an old story I've told before, because someone gave me these lovely little dolls. Yes? They represent sheep. Yeah. And there's an old story in uh, from India about the lion and the sheep. Yes. So there's a, a lion, a lioness, and a lion cub, and the lioness gets killed. And so the cub is, uh, is abandoned. And the cub doesn't know it's a lion, really, and it's just walking around aimlessly, and it's trying to hook up with someone. Yeah? So it sees a herd of sheep, so it runs after the herd of sheep, and of course the sheep see it as a lion, so they start running away, but then they realize it doesn't know it's a lion. Yeah? It's not attacking us. And so they adopt it. And now the lion is trying to be a sheep. So they're trying to teach it how to ba. It's not working well, you know. And chewing cud is not its sort of forte. And it's hanging around. Everyone's talking about who's going to be the next sweater and this and that. <laughs> and it's going on because it can't entertain any other possibility. It's a sheep. Even though it feels a lot different, but it's, it's, it's identified as being a sheep. So one day an old lion comes into the area and it's looking to feed and it sees the herd of sheep so it starts running after the herd of sheep and then it sees this lion and it thinks the lion is joining the hunt but then it realizes it's running away from them. So the old lion goes right towards the lion and grabs it 
And the young lion rolls over on its back and goes, Please, Mr. Lion, don't kill me. I'm a humble sheep. And the lion's pretty perplexed. It doesn't say anything. It just grabs the young lion, drags it to this water hole, and just pulls, puts their both heads over the water, and the lion sees its reflection, and it matches the lion. Yeah? And so it realizes it's a lion. It doesn't, take, it doesn't have to take a workshop that it's a lion. It doesn't have to read a book about you're a lion. It realizes it's a lion. And then the old lion goes raw, and it roars immediately. Yes? This is in a sense, and we're not a thing, but you can use it as an example of we're a lion, yes? But we're taking ourselves to be a sheep. And the identification with the sheep is so strong, when you hear the message, hey, you're a lion, you're a lion, the way you hear it with sheep ears is you can become like a lion. That's not the message. Yes? And so you hear the message, here it comes. You're, you're a lion. So here it comes. You're a lion. 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 Hits the sheep ears. You can become like a lion. That's not the message. You're already inherently a lion. You're a lion. You're a lion. You're a lion. I know. I understand what you're saying. You can become like a lion. Yeah? Because you're not aware that the root of the problem isn't that you're not a lion, and you'd really like to be, is that you're taking yourself to be a sheep. So if you just see that you're not a sheep, what are you at that moment? The moment you see that you're not a sheep, what are you? A lion. Does it take any time? Does, when, when the idea of being a sheep is dismissed, do you have to practice being a lion? It just comes. That's your nature. Yeah? It doesn't have anywhere to come from, and there's nothing needed to be done to bring it about. It's already so. So in a way, it's what, would, what this represents is here we are in a way, lions, but we're identified as a sheep. And so we're hearing the message about being a lion with sheep ears, which immediately translates it into I can become like a lion. And the thing is, if, you're, if you have a desire to become like a lion, it denies your lionhood. It reinforces the false image that you're a sheep. Yes? So it's not enough just to give the message. It's sort of like you need to be an ear doctor. You've got to watch and check out how people are hearing it. Because this translates. Yes? It gives meaning to things. It hears a very clean message about nothing, and it makes it something every freaking time. The head in selfing cannot receive nothing. If you give it a message of nothing, it makes it into something. That's the only way it can have it. Yeah, it can have something. It cannot have nothing, but it can have something. So when nothing is offered, its modality is to have it. By wanting to have it, it makes it something, which neuters the point. Yeah, the point is it's nothing. So what we're talking about here is. If you're not self, yes? if there's a seeing or entertaining you're not that, it's not like you turn around and then look at what you are. You are what's seeing what you're not. Yeah? When you recognize what you're not, that's what you are. You're the seeing of what you're not. There's no, to take that seeing and now turn it to look for what you are, is the dilemma, yes? You're trying to make nothing into something. So now, you, alright, I get it, I'm not that, but what am I? That's what you are, not that. 
you see what happens. I swear, if you entertain in the program, doing the program, that the root of the problem is identification itself. If you're open to that, the downloads that will come are going to give you some breathing room in life. Because you're going to be able to hold a thought as a thought, not my thought. Yeah? You're going to be able to hold a feeling as a feeling, not my feeling. We do this all the time, but it's really simple. Put a thing that means a lot to us. Money. Yeah? The word money. Put sex. Put relationships. Yes? They all have meaning when you look at those words. You want to change the weight of those meanings? Add the word my in front of it. My money. Give me a break. There's tons of stories written about your money. Sex, my sex. Forget about it again. Relationships, my relationships. You see the difference? It's like we talked last night. I'm going out with a girl. I'm having a lot of fun with her. And then one day she turns into my girlfriend. Then three months later, I'm up on stalking charges. I think I have the right to go in her internet. I'm, I'm tapping her phone because she's my girlfriend. I got the right to know what my girlfriend's doing. <laughs> the difference is not the girlfriend, it's the my. M-Y. The my preceding everything is what gives the most meaning to that thing. The thing itself isn't giving itself the meaning. What precedes the, that thing is giving it the meaning. My, 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 my. Because at that point, the mind in selfing identifies with that thing, and what does it do? It gives meaning to it. It shoots it up. So let's just say you have a belief that you're never going to have enough money. Yeah? And let's say if you had a million dollars, it would allow you to live comfortably in Dover, at least for a year. I mean, basically everyone that you know, if they had a million dollars, you could assume they could live comfortably in Dover for a year. So to have a million dollars would, if it was an objective situation, it would produce like a relaxation. Hey, I've got security. I've got a million dollars in Dover. You know, how much can I spend at the thrift stores? Yeah. I have a million dollars. Yeah. But it's not, it's not seen as money. If you're identified, yeah, it's my money. And let's just say you have a belief that you're never going to have enough, yeah? And that belief is going to be injected into the topic money, and you're going to feel scarcity with a million dollars. You're going to feel anxiety that that's not enough, yes? And it's not the money that's producing it, it's the mind. The mind represents a lot of ideas. Like it says in AA, the results will, will be nil unless you, unless you let go of all your old ideas. Well, self represents tons of old ideas and beliefs, yes? And those beliefs influence whatever you come in contact with when it's called my. Yeah? The my is like the bridge. All this meaning goes from where you represent to that thing. And you react to the meaning that the mind gave that thing, not to the thing itself. The thing itself is just a billboard for the meaning that you painted on it. Yeah. So where some people would say, oh, that person's been really open and friendly to you, you're seeing that person as a threat. Yeah. And if you looked at 100 people, they'd all say, hey, that person's really been trying to help you. Every one of them. But from your point of view, it's a threat. Yeah? You can't see what's going on because it's going on to you. The you is the blinding factor. The you is the distortion. 
It's not the thing that distorts, it's the mind. Yeah? This is my time. This is my money. This is my body. These are my thoughts. I'll tell you, if you weighed a thought, let's just say a thought weighed an ounce, yeah? And you supposedly have 70,000 thoughts a day. 70,000 thoughts a day get produced in this noggin. 70,000 thoughts. So what would happen is, you and I are, 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 could get used to traveling with 70,000 ounces, yeah? We wouldn't even know it was heavy because we've been doing it all the time. And let's say, okay, so let's say now you have a thought and you add the word my. The my gives it a pound. Now you're traveling with 70,000 pounds. What would that be called? Traveling heavy, yeah? That's what's happening in life. We're, we're seeing thoughts quite a lot, yes? A thought has a certain amount of weight and it has a, and it has a quality of coming and going. Once it's made into your thought, it's put into an orbit around you, and it gets fucking heavy. And of course, if you start traveling heavy, what's going to be the, what kind of alarm's going to go off? I want relief. And if you're relying on this, what do you think that that I? What do you think this is going to tell you? Oh, I know how to get relief. Let's go act out. Let's drink the news. Yes. How are you going to get out out of this loop? If there's an identification with thoughts as being the thinker of them, or they're about you. Every one of them stamped with mine. Every one of them stamped with mine. You can't extract the weight after it's been put in. Yeah? You have to go to the root. What's distributing the weight? If I'm not that, yes, then I'll tell you, a thought can be held as a thought. Just like when you, the thoughts you used to call yours, wasn't it incredible when you could see them as alcoholic? There was some relief, yeah? There was some distance. They, their orbit wasn't so tight. They moved away because you, it wasn't so personal. They're just alcoholic thoughts. Well, maybe take the next step. They're just thoughts. They're not yours, and they're not about you. They're about self. They're not about you. Spirit can't be captured by thought. You can never think about yourself or what you are. That's the glory of it. You can't think about what you are. You can only think about what you're not. You can constantly think about being a body. But you can't think about a spirit. It can't do it justice. Go home and try to think about a spirit. You'll be bored in a second. But go home and think about you. You're totally engaged. For years. Yeah? This is like a fixed... <laughs> I mean, you've got to see what mind does. It has, it, it has called a fixed object, you... And now it pictures you somewhere else at some other time, as a body. The whole thought system pictures you as a body. When you think about you in the past, how do you think about you? How are you pictured in your thought system, as a body? And when, and when you're worrying about what's going to happen to you in the future, what are you worrying about? A body. I would say that's identification as a body, yeah? That's the defeat of self. Okay. That's how self defeats you. You're identified as what you're not. And then you want to get what you are as an experience. You seek it. You think you say, I'm going to get a spiritual experience when you are spirit. It's like trying to cut a piece of your own flesh and then wrap it in saran wrap and buy it at the market. You know what I mean? I got a tenderloin of spirit, man. Look at this piece. We're going to grill it tonight. 
You are the whole freaking thing. It's insane to me. So I don't know. For me, it always boils down to this. Selfing is basically everything stems from that misidentification. No matter how particular it seems, it's, it arises from a condition that's in place. Without the condition in place, it, can, it will arise, but it won't have the influence it has. Yeah? There must be an identification itself to be so incredibly entranced If you're not, you'll be bored, really. It will be like when someone comes over to your house and is selfing to you, telling you they're super worried about what's not happening. Aren't you bored in five minutes? I'll do the laundry. I'll do anything. Let's go to a movie. Just shut up. You know? <laughs> but it's happening in your head and you think it's novel. It's un- incredible, interesting. It's like, let's say you had a, you, you were going to have a movie here. Maybe we're going to have an outdoor movie today. And so, the Marquis says, the life of Paul. Yeah? So, not by accident, the only people that come are Pauls. Yeah? And a couple of women who went out with Pauls to find out if they're right about Paul. And then everyone sits down and they're really excited because they're going to see a, a life about them. Yeah? But I know it's about this Paul. So I have the doors locked and everything. And stale jujubes and lousy popcorn. The movie starts. Everyone's got incredible t- anticipation. As soon as it dawns on them, it's not about them. They lose total interest in it. Yeah, that's what happens. If you're not that which the mind is obsessing over, you'll lose interest in the obsession. It's just that's how it works. If you're not that which the mind is obsessing around, if you're not that, you will lose interest in the obsession. Your interest and attention will be freed from being obsessed about self, and then that interest and attention will, I would say, illuminate your life, enrich your life. Your interest may go to others. Like it says in the book all the time, you'll lose interest in yourself and gain interest in others. You can't lose interest, you just lose interest, you lose interest in the thing that it's glommed onto. Interest is like, there's an infinite amount of interest and attention, but it's the thing that it's wedded to. Yeah. If you're taking yourself to be this, your interest and attention, no matter what you try to philosophize, will still be going to this as you. It's it's entertaining. I may not be this. If the mind, if it registers in the mind, the interest and the attention gets unwedded to this, and now it enriches your life in different ways. And therefore, when you start seeing these things occur, the proof's in the freaking pudding. It just echoes the clarity of it, yes? I mean, to dispute clear seeing is an incredible, arrogant position, I tell you. Because you can't argue with the way things really are. You're going to lose every time. You're not a body. You're not. I'm not saying what you are, but find out what you're not, and that's how you find out what you are. You go the way of, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that, and then it's left to the point where there's no more that not to be, and aha! That's what I am, the seeing of what I'm not. Because you can't see it like this. It's not a thing, yeah? You can't see the truth, really. The truth isn't an object to you. The truth is there's just the truth. Yeah. See ya.
How long have we been going? I want, what more do you want to hear? The pooper scooper? I like the pooper scooper. I'm going to use another one. You ready? Alright. I'd like to explain the inventory process this way. So let's say I have a beautiful lawn. Uh, I haven't done this one. I have a beautiful lawn I really like, yeah? I got a porch and I, all my chairs are facing out to the lawn. I love sitting there looking at the lawn. I have picnics on the lawn. I play lawn bowling, whatever. I invite people over. Oh, look at my lawn. Take your shoes off. Let's walk in the morning, dude. It's beautiful. And then one day I jump off the porch without any shoes on. I step in some shit. Yeah? Whoa. So I immediately have to get back on the porch. And the, the first influence happens in my life. I have to start wearing shoes all the time. And I go back in. I'm hoping that just a, a, maybe there really wasn't any shit there. So I go back out, and I, I see it, and oh, there's the shit, and I step away, and I step in some other shit. And then I start smelling the lawn, and it smells like shit. And then I'm walking around, there's all different manifestations of shit. There's some diarrhea shit, and there's other shit. And now my whole lawn is like, it's, it's the field of manifestation of shit. So what do I do? Well, I just go in, and I just say, I'm not kidding you. So I buy pictures of lawns, and I sit there and I look at them nostalgically. Oh, wasn't it great? And I have other people that have lost their lawn use. Oh, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we had lawns again? Yeah, that's an impossibility, but it was sure nice having one. And there we are. And then, so I'm in this dilemma, so a guy comes over, and he says, Hey, I think I have a solution. And I'm totally open to a solution. He says, Here's a pooper scooper. Yeah? If you pick up the shit, you'll have a little bit of time when there won't be any shit on there. And I said, but there's a lot of shit. So he sells me two. So I start getting good. I start being able to pick up shit pretty fast. <laughs> and I have a little, I get it all cleared up, and I step, and I walk around, and there's some shit. Yeah? I get maybe 20 minutes. So I can have a picnic, like, three by three. Yeah? Oh, yeah, my lawn gets very, very small. And so this keeps happening, but I'm getting really good picking up the shit, and other people who are having the same problem hear about me. So they start calling me up, and they say, hey, we want you to speak at our meeting, yeah? Tell us how you've been picking up the shit so much, because we got the same dilemma. So I become like a circuit speaker, yeah? And I have autographed pooper scoopers, and I got deep, and I'm going to write a book, and I'm like this. And so there's sort of a sense of an identity occurring. I still th I think I'm an authority about how to clean up shit off lawns, yeah? And people are calling me. I'm getting a lot of respect. You know, yeah. Two years. This guy is so good with pooper scoopers. <laughs> Follow my, you know, plan, and you'll, you'll be able to pick up shit from me. So then, all right. So I have an identity and everything like this. And then one day a guy comes and says, "I have a solution." And I said, "To what?" I have my solution. I said, "Well, all right, but this is a real solution. It's radical." I said, no, no, have you seen the videos? I'm fucking pretty good, man. <laughs> I have to use my lawn about 20 minutes a day. Look at that. And I got all these people buying them from me. So I go, okay. The guy goes, all right, but here, here's the answer. Find the door. What? Find the fucking door. If you got rid of the dog, there wouldn't be any shit. Yeah? If you, would, if you got rid of the dog, there wouldn't be any shit to pick up. So you got to look at the dog represents self, yeah? The shit are the manifestations of self in one's life, yes? And some of the some of the grosser manifestations or shit in one's life are resentments, fears, and harming other people. But they're expressions of one dog. 
the difficulty of getting rid of the dog is you're identified as the dog. <laughs> you can't entertain getting rid of the dog because it's you. So the best you can do is become an authority on shit and get pretty good about cleaning up shit, but you can never be radically free from shit. This is what I believe the solution is. If I'm not a self, I can get rid of the dog. No dog, no shit. I can put up the poofa scoopers, though I may honor them and say, hey, these were, these were very serviceable, I have a lot of respect for them, but the greatest respect I have for them is putting them away. Because they work, I'm over, yes? I found a real solution. So this is one way I like to look at it. If you see self, and if you look at the inventory process as the expressions of a system, a thought, an interpretation called self, that they're not actually yours, part of the influence of that system is the feeling that they're yours, and every day you're talking about fear and calling it your fear is just demonstrating the identification as self, and every time you call a resentment my resentment, it's demonstrating the identification as self. And so while you're talking the solution, you're demonstrating the problem. It can shift minds. The mind is habitually looking a certain way, that's a form of blindness. An invitation can shift mind so that it looks a different way. So where it looked like it was a dead end, you'll see a big vista. Yes? Where it looked like this is the only way it can happen, you'll see a lot of other ways it can happen. This is the way I am? No, you're not. This is the way I'm going to be? No, no. This is the way I was? Ooh, a story. Yeah? You start becoming freed, not as a self, but from selfing. I found by entertaining this idea that we're humbly submitting, and by hearing it with repetition, because this is really a message, and that's why I don't like doing long talks. I never look at the schedule, because it's like beating a dead horse in a way. This is an invitation or a message. I never get like 50-page messages. The message is usually, hey, meet me at 9 o'clock. Yeah? Okay. Or not okay. Or an invitation is, hey, come to the party. It doesn't say, you've got to be at the party. Come to the party. Yeah? It's very short and sweet. But the short and sweetness of it can be repeated. Yes? Repeated. Repeated. So not one giant long retreat, but just repetition of the message, so that the mind, like the lazy Susan, one of those little invitations will get through, and there'll be an unspoken yes, yeah? The mind will recognize, and it'll come out of that mental yogic posture, that selfing it's in, yeah? It'll come out, and you'll sense, you'll sense it, and it'll override the feeling of being you, yeah? And you'll sense the prior nature to the appearance of this nature. You'll sense the priorness to what we are. The seeing, not the seeing. And there's seeing and there's no seer. There's no divine seer at the back of the seeing. There's just seeing. Seeing, seeing. In this, in the world of nothingness, the noun is a verb. What you would call a thing here is not a thing now. It's a verb. It's not of time, so it's seeing nothing. It never sees anything, so it never stops. It's just seeing nothing. It's like you're on, yeah? 
in the hells of your addiction, weren't you aware of the thoughts that were driving you crazy? And now, in the, in the, in the joy of recovery, you're still aware of the effects of recovery. That awareness hasn't moved. The awareness is always in place. The awareness is always prior, and there's no time in heaven or hell that you can become the doer of the awareness. The awareness is facilitating through you. It is not done by you. And I would say, if you look at life, and you think you're here, and you think this is where life begins, and you realize there's something prior to this, I would say that's more you than what's appearing to be here. I would say what's seeing this you is you, yeah? And this seeing is seeing you as just as what you are as an object, and what you are is a subject. Not an object acting like a subject, but a subject, pure subjectivity, no body involved, spirit if you like to call it, or awareness. Some people say consciousness, some people say Buddha nature, some say Christ consciousness, whatever you want to call it. It's an aspect of mind that's manifesting through us. Yeah. It's an and this message can impression cause an impression on mind, and then that mind will express that impression. That's what delivering the message is. It's delivering the possibility of a new impression on mind, and then that mind entertains it and then expresses it, just like the parasite expressed your addiction as it as you. This will impress and express its own qualities through you. You're just a conveyor. You're like a, a substation on light. And it isn't a draft or a conscription. It's an invitation. People will take a message and start using it to beat themselves up with. That's not its intent. It has no, it has no, whatever you do or don't do, this is just a humble invitation. It's already got in. Let's see what happens. Yeah? See what happens. It may illuminate your program. You may see, you may look at the book and get new meanings out of it when you read it. Yeah? That's what happened with me. When I saw the word self, after this started to happen, it was so obvious a foreign installment. It was incredible. And my mind just enjoyed that I could be free of it. I had never been given that possibility, and I finally was given the possibility. Hey, you know, we agree with you. It is hostile. It's a motherfucker. And you can be free of it. That one I had never heard. Yeah? So thank you. Thank you very much for coming. And, uh, Yes. Because that's a way of recognizing the self. It's an incredibly good way of recognizing the self. If you do your inventory as if you're doing it about some stranger, like Stanley, you usually can be a feel. You can do a fearless and thorough inventory about Stanley, can't you? Yeah, if it wasn't you, you'd, be, you'd let it all out. <laughs> so, in this sense, you're looking, if you follow what we were trying to say about self, that 
what we're inventorying is really the expressions of self in one's life. So by doing the inventory, you'll see the patterns of selfing. Yeah? And so when they used to go on without being seen, with this information, you'll see them. And if you see them, there's a very strong hit, it's not you, what you see. Yeah? When you see something, there's a very strong hit. It, you don't have to say it, it's just a hit that it's not you. That's how you can see it. So what you were taking to be about you and you talking, you see it's not you. Yeah. And then the information for me distilled into one point. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that which I have taken myself to be. It changes the whole ballgame. So instead of working for peace, I could entertain peace now. Instead of my biggest hope was I will be okay. There was a sense I am okay. Yeah? The pursuit of happiness turned into a walk because I know there's no way I can pursue happiness. It's like trying to pursue a butterfly. It just keeps moving away. Yeah? It's when you stop, then the butterfly may show up. Yeah? It's in my giving that I have. It's by, like in St. Francis where it said, it's by forgetting oneself that you're reborn. It's all about that, right? It's the beginning. And we have the means and ways to take care of fires in AA. There's tons of pails of water. So when it seems to be real, get a pail of water. Don't go, this is unreal and there's no me. Well, you're really flipping out. Just get some fucking help, yeah? And they'll let you bring you back, they'll bring you back, they'll bring you back, and one time you'll be available to the entertainment. And a timeless download load has a huge effect here. Huge. Yep. In a, in, a, in a moment of pause, a lot of incredible information can download into you. You'll see anew. It'll change how you believe your relationships are. You can change anything. It's, it's a, see how many possibilities self-centeredness offers you. It doesn't offer you that you're okay. It offers you that you will be okay. It's always put into time. Yeah? And then your okayness is going to be based on who? The universe or you? You. Yes? That's self-playing God, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
this has its own life in a way. Yeah? Just like if you had diabetes, unless supposedly you woke up, you'd still be taking your insulin probably. Yeah. So this alcoholism is like a mental disease, and the brain is part of the body. And so you're infected with a disease that's causing behavior. The thing is, once the identification itself gets weakened, they don't have much. They don't have much new fuel, uh-huh. so they're going to run out because yeah. they don't. They're not constantly being re-gassed uh, up. Yeah? Right, right. So they do lose momentum. Yeah. They can't help because they had to have momentum to manifest, and it's eroding. And you're not giving it fuel by believing in the whole story, so it does sort of slow up and stop. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just takes time. Well, you don't need patience, just realize there's no one to have patience. It's right. just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, just like you're here. Yeah. You want to know what your seat assignment is? Here. Wait, I thought it was... No, here. Yeah. yeah. If you accept your seat assignment... Well, there's no one who accepts the seat assignment. That's the dilemma. But let's just say... There's a recognition, and what becomes overriding is actually what's happening, not what's not happening. When when that that calibration shifts and the emphasis is on recognizing what's happening instead of being blind to what's happening because you're obsessed with what's not happening, things really change here. Yeah? Because you're actually located on the square of the game board that your seat assignment is on instead of being in monopoly of hell, you know, up here. Yeah? Yeah. So that stuff is going to... And the thing is, you never chose to go to any programs anyway. That's just a manifestation of the apparatus. If you like them, you know, I love AA. I go to more meetings now than I ever did. I love the sense of presence when we get together. We can all be individual assholes, but when we get together, something happens. It's got a nice juice. I enjoy it. I don't know where anywhere else. It's like in the past, I think they had fires and communal fires and people would sit around and this is sort of like our communal fire. This is our tribe. So I love, you know, spending time. Well, do you think there's, do you think that you've become an awakened person? No. That has choices and, and now you have awakened opinions and awakened choices? <laughs> there's none of that. There's never been a you. It's not like there was a you, because if there was a you and it was vanquished, you'd have something to do with the vanquishing. There'd be some relevance you played in it. But there's never been a you. That's what's revealed. There's never been a you, so there's never been a vanquishing of you. So what you thought you were doing, you were never doing it because you thought it. And therefore, it may continue. Yeah. (laughs) I got to, wait a minute, I got to rearrange my life now. I don't. I think I'm superior to AA people. I'm leaving the AA. Yeah. I'm not getting what I need in the AA anymore. I think I'm gonna leave. Yes, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna create spirituality anonymous. <laughs> we'll have our own twelve steps, and, and somehow I'll be very important in it. <laughs> you know, I just love it. I love you because everyone's average. Everyone's spread out. We're not sitting around. What do you do? What are you up to? What's your job? I don't ask anyone. I don't care if someone's divorced because I never care if they were married. Tell you the truth. I have no interest in what's happening to you on the story show. I just don't. You know, I mean, this is on right now. This is more than enough to be attending to. You know, just the inherent onness of every moment. 
I mean, can you figure it out that there's consciousness, that you are actually, there's an awareness of thoughts, so it's something that can't be seen is recognized? You're seeing thoughts, but they're not with eyes. Yeah? What's seeing the thoughts? What can you say is seeing thoughts? Do you think it's a physical function that's seeing thoughts? Or is it awareness that's seeing thoughts? Yeah? And after the thoughts are seen, the mental process arises and claims what's been seen, and claims the act of seeing it. And now it's, these are my thoughts, and I'm seeing those thoughts. Yeah? Yet it has nothing to do with it. Thoughts arise based on predilections and conditionings of the apparatus, yes? And there's a consciousness in the apparatus, so when thoughts arise, the consciousness sees them, like an eye would see a chair. Yeah? But when it's seen, that seeing is forgotten, it's not emphasized, and what's emphasized is what saw it and what was seen. And then it goes off, selfing around what saw it and what was seen. And the seeing of it is somewhat forgotten. And the seeing of it is it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, when one is, uh, is it selfing that goes to sleep? Yes. Yeah, some. Yes, definitely. And then, so is what we really are still awareness there? I mean, if selfing if goes to sleep in deep sleep, in the deep sleep. When you go, then there's the selfing is stopped in a sense. But there's in dreaming that's selfing. Yeah. But and in the deep sleep, yes. There's so the awareness, because when, when you say seeing nothing, yes. seeing nothing, seeing nothing, seeing nothing, is that hap that's happening when the selfing is in a deep sleep? Well, the selfing isn't in a deep sleep. The selfing is not in a deep sleep? No, no. Okay. No, no. And you're not either. There's just deep sleep. In the act of deep sleep, yes, there's awareness, yeah? Okay. But it's not, there's not a consciousness of awareness. We, as in awakeness, and you can actually be awake in sleeping, yeah? In a way, you can be consciously dreaming and stuff. But in awakeness, consciousness is arising, and it can become conscious of awareness, yeah? So what can't be conscious of in deep sleep, in waking sleep, yeah, walking around, there's consciousness can be aware of, yeah? You can be aware of the state of deep sleep during the day, yes? You're conscious, which is consciousness is conscious of, yeah? So there is something called awareness that consciousness can be conscious of. You can't see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, smell it, but it's aware of this consciousness of it. It intimates it, yeah? And that can translate here while you're awake. In deep sleep, there's no consciousness. You're not conscious. So the awareness is there, but there's no consciousness to be conscious of it. Yeah? In awakeness, there is a consciousness that can be conscious of awareness. Yeah? Yeah. That's it? Yes. <laughs> Gotta see, I love it.